Hey guys, welcome back to Clamps Talks, proudly presented by Unk Entertainment. It is 9.45 p.m. Friday night, and uh, normally I do, as we all know, I do a podcast earlier in the day, but uh, I wanted to do one on a topic that is really, really dear to my heart, actually really close to my heart, and I don't know why I haven't done one about it before, because I read so much about it. Uh, I want to talk about um, 9-11, you know, September 11th terrorist attacks in 2001, which, you know, if you're a millennial, you know what I mean, it, 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 you know, I guess it, um, for me personally as a child, it, uh, it ripped innocence from, from, from me, the thought, the thought of innocence, you know what I mean, of our country, you know what I mean, I guess you could say, um, it, to me, it was kind of one of those things where, um, you hear about stuff like this in other countries, or you read about it in other countries, but never hear, you know what I mean, even though we had, you know, the Oklahoma City bombing in 95, uh, you know, other stuff happened like that, but not something on this massive of a scale, so, um, but yeah, so um, I want to talk a little bit about that and um, some of the uh, theories behind them or whatever. I'm not necessarily, I wouldn't know if I would categorize myself as a conspiracy theorist, but I'm, I'm the type of person where if something don't make sense, it just don't make sense. You know what I mean? So uh, the first uh, thing I'm going to talk about, I'm going to talk about the official 9-11 report. I mean, this is what exactly, I mean, the, the exact 9-11 commission reported, you know what I'm saying, as of what... Um, transpired <clears throat> but yeah on to the next second guys can't wait for this one thanks for listening okay the 9-11 the 9-11 commission report was i think completed in i think 2004 i believe it was uh let me get the actual date yeah it was 2000 about 2004 actually 2003 2004 uh yeah and it basically you know investigated you know basically what it says investigated the, the the events that happened uh, leading up to uh, 9/11 and the day of 9/11 in general um, the these um, the commissions are, are done with um, with various uh, congressmen and, and senators and stuff like that and investigates just about every type of major event that we have there was a you know there was the um, the Warren report you know which is um you know about if you know history that's a, that was a, a independent investigation into the uh, the uh, assassination of John F. Kennedy. Um, and uh, there was one done into, you know, into to Clinton messing with Monica, Monica Lewinsky, you know, but actually the they spent more money um, on investigating Monica Lewinsky and, and Bill Clinton than they did 9-11 report. Like, that's actual fact. That is, like, you can look that up. Um, so, for the the official, the, the, the official po- policy, or the official, the official stance our government has on 9-11 per the 9-11 report is that 14, um, 14, um, um, Al-Qaeda of, um, Al-Qaeda extremists led by Mohammed Atta, if, uh, he's, he's, he was allegedly the head of that, of this, this court, of, you know, this, this particular small, um, um, terrorist cell, I guess you could say, yeah, terrorist cell would be the best way to put it. Um, also being backed by, allegedly by Osama bin Laden in their, you know, their, their holy jihad war against, you know, the, the West, which will be us. Um, it, the report states that on the, the morning of 9-11, 14 hijackers hijacked, you know, uh, airliners um, leaving the East Coast, hijacking them in midair using only box cutters, um, hijacking the planes and you know, crashing one in the Tower 1 World Trade Center and Tower 2 of the World Trade Center um, into the Pentagon in Washington, D.C., and one in, in that uh, 
um, actually didn't make it to its target, which allegedly was the capital of the White House, um, crashed in Shanksville, Pennsylvania. Um, on this day, over 3,000 people died, including 343 firefighters and uh, first responders in, um, in the World Trade Center itself. All these things I'm saying right now are all coming off my head because I know these, you know what I mean? Like, I've read about this stuff so much over the years. Um, so, basically, um, when I was a kid, um, I was a pretty book-savvy individual. You know what I mean? Like, I was always learning stuff, especially stuff about our country. I was always big on history and our country or whatever. And so... When 9-11 happened, during that day, there it was a weird thing that, that I, I remember I was walking. Uh, my dad came and picked me up from school. Me and him were walking to the store. Ironically, my, my mom had had surgery a few months before that. So she, about a month before that, so she was out of commission. So my dad was there taking care of us, which is odd because he's never, you know, he never lives with us. But um, and I was talking to him. We were walking to the store. We him, my dad was an alcoholic. I wanted to get him a beer. And I'm like, I'm like, Dad, bro, this don't make sense. I'm nine. I'm 11 years old. Do you feel me? I'm like, this don't make sense. He was like, why? Well, I was like, because there there's systems in place with the, the continuity of government that prevents stuff like this from happening. Literally, they spend billions of dollars or hundreds of millions of dollars a year to air defense things, um, the continuity of government things to literally prevent something like this from happening. So for me, even at 11 years old, to believe that 14 hijackers with box cutters somehow beat our multi-billion dollar air defense system and somehow hit the two tallest financial buildings in, in our country and the department, the, the head, the fucking head of the Department of Defense just didn't seem right to me. It just didn't, it never, it just didn't, it just didn't sit well with me. You know what I mean? I'm just like, wait, this don't, I don't know, bro. I, something ain't right. Um, So that was the, the official report is, is that in that. There, um, they, these people were backed by, you know, Osama bin Laden and his millions upon millions of dollars or whatever, and um, that um, the the World Trade Tower one and two um, fell on themselves from um, structural fires inside the buildings, uh, bending the the um, the structural beams that are inside this building, inside the buildings. Um, as we all know, one you know, Tower two, which was hit after Tower one, fell first, along with Tower one, both collapsing in on themselves. A lot of people don't remember or understand that at 5.02 p.m. that day, World Trade Center 7, which is a 46-story 46, 46 building, office building right next in the same complex, World, World Trade Center complex, fell on itself. That had some fires in it, but wasn't hit by a plane or anything like that. It just fell on itself. So that is the official report, that that building, especially Building 7, just fell on itself from having fires structurally... Um, um, these fires weakening the, the, the structural integrity of a steel and concrete office building without being hit by anything. So we'll get to that a little bit later. So there's that. The um, the other plane, the one that hit the Pentagon, plane veers off course um, after being hijacked and somehow does a serious like 360 spin um, right over above the, uh, the Pentagon it actually has to be at about street level, you know what I'm saying, like, and cross over this field, now hitting power lines without hitting street lights, posts, or anything like that, and crashing into the uh, the Pentagon. There are, of this, of this area of the Pentagon, there's over 400 cameras pointing towards this area of the Pentagon. There's only been one video 
of this, um, uh, you know, only been one video of this of the showing that, and it's a frame by frame video. You just see what you see. You see building, next frame, explosion. You don't see a plane, you don't see nothing. But you know, the the, the tapes never none of them have ever been made public. So that's uh, it's eerie in itself too. Um, okay. So that's the report, and um, so I'm gonna talk a little bit uh, in the next uh, segment about like how I how I feel about it, which I kind of already got into it, but we'll get into it. Thanks for listening, guys. Okay, now back uh, back to how I feel about this. Okay, if you know anything about our government, you, you do understand that, um, which I knew even knew I knew I, I even understood this as a, as a child, that once a plane has been hijacked, like it is supposed to be shot down. It, there is no negotiation. The United States doesn't negotiate with terrorism. You feel me? It's supposed to be shot down. It's like literally somewhere on your ticket that says this, actually. Um, like, it's somewhere on your ticket or something. It's in a disclaimer. And like, airline pilots know this, too. You know what I mean? Like, if their plane is hijacked, you should expect to be killed. You know what I'm saying? Because the, either they're going to kill you by, by ramming a plane into something or blowing it up with a bomb or the, an F-18 fighter is going to shoot you down. You know what I'm saying? So let's let, let's stick with that already. That these planes were hijacked and they were missing for over 40 minutes before they ever hit a plane, before they ever hit a building. So you got the FAA, whose sole job is to track planes. You feel me? In in the air. You know what I mean? These planes' core uh, transponders were turned off, which transponders what tracks the plane or whatever. I don't know why you can do this from your plane, turn that off, and they can't have any control over that from the towers. Don't know why, but that's what happened. So they didn't know where these planes were. Four planes just, I mean, but, you know, poof, gone. At some point, there should have been some type of, like, urgency in this to try to find these planes. So by the time American 11 actually hit World Trade 1, not World Trade 1, sorry, hit World Trade Center 1, um, they still thought that plane was in the air after it already hit the building. So it's just, this is the official report from the official report says. You know what I mean? So, um... But to start with that, uh, it's, you know, these planes somehow were hijacked and got their destinations without being shot down. I, I don't know. That don't make sense to me because that should have been the first thing that happened. Um, and that's just in New York City. Now, you mean like, the, like I said, the Pentagon? Come on, bro. The Pentagon? D.C. is supposed to be D.C. is very secure airspace. It's probably some of the most secure airspace like on the planet next to um area 51 that don't exist so quote unquote you know what i'm saying so that was just in itself i was like i don't know you know what i mean so okay so as we both know as we all know these planes hit you know the trade centers or whatever and after about less than two hours both these buildings on fire they collapse in on each other and on each other and the official report is is like i said that the fire um, bent and warped the steel beams inside the buildings, which, you know, made the, the, the building structures collapse on themselves. The problem with that is, the issue with that is, is that if that actually is the case, that will be the first time in recorded history, actually. Look this up. This is very serious. This is very, very serious. That will be the first time in recorded history that, that skyscraper buildings that been either hit with something or set on fire, set on fire have, have, have collapsed just from being on fire it has never happened you can look there was a building in philadelphia that that that, that burned for 28 hours there's a building in chicago the great chicago fire that, that burned for like five days or something like that or whatever all these high-rise buildings they don't just fall because of fire 
because of fire, especially because jet fuel or kerosene, you feel me, it doesn't burn over 1600 degrees Fahrenheit. You have to burn, you have to have something hotter, hotter than over 1600 degrees Fahrenheit to melt steel. It is just literal physics. You know what I'm saying? So when they're telling, when they're telling people to believe this, even me as a child, I didn't believe this. I'm like, this don't make that. No, that don't work. You know what I'm saying? You have to have like a blowtorch on these beams 24-7 for like like days for that even to happen. But so there was that. And on top of that, it like that was the one of the first thing that a lot of the physicists and architects were talking about was like, wait, not no, bro, that don't that's never happened before. Like you mean to tell me like because if, if you if you believe the nine eleven report, they want you to believe that Tower One, Two, and Seven all did something in a in a span of six hours that has never happened in recorded history from any building, high rise building. So that in itself was very very iffy for me. Not to mention when you look at when you look at World Trade Seven, uh, look at World Trade uh, Seven, the Seven Building or whatever. There's a few videos of this of this of this building collapsing in on itself, and it's at free fall, which basically means like there is no delay in it falling. It just falls right into itself, which very 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 simply mimics a controlled demolition, an implosion. If you've watched any any video, watch look up on the Discovery Channel and look up implosions there's these guys that did the whole shows that just do just that implode buildings on themselves or whatever and this literally mimics that the trade centers do too because they're the thing is this these buildings as i i can't stress enough how much they fell in on each other you know what i'm saying on, on themselves nothing else around it on itself that the, the controlled demolitions do that to protect the buildings around them if you fuck up the base and all that and it drops right on itself, you're only destroying one area, not other buildings and stuff like that or whatever. So when you have both, all three of these buildings seemingly just to fall in place right on top of each other on, on themselves, not damage anything else around them, you feel me? Like, that's a problem. You know that there's a fucking Marriott Hotel in between, under the World Trade Center, you feel me? That was virtually untouched. Like, you know... Structural damage a little bit, but virtually untouched. So, um, there is that. There's that. So then you have um, you have um, this whole thing where um, especially like people are out of contact. You have President Bush who's leaving Florida when this all starts or whatever, who stays in the classroom to speak to children and um, all that. And he's very unavailable to really be able to get a hold on hold of these are still planes missing in the fucking airspace you know what i'm saying like after the first after the second towers got hit you still got planes that are unaccounted for as the faa is trying to ground all these flights or whatever so or miscommunication there so they say so the report says horrible communication you got acting you got you have you have you have defense secretary donald rumsfeld that's on the ground outside the pentagon assisting people or whatever trying to help with the sick and the wounded and the you know the, the burn the dying etc but he's actually in accession to make decisions you feel me when and, and you know and, and the only way that they can get faa fighter jets up in the air to go secure these other planes you feel me it has to go directly through him who is undisposed indisposed at the moment unreachable at the moment because he's out there on the fucking you know pentagon lawn trying to help people see i'm not i'm not upset about him helping people i'm upset about the fact that this this system is built this way so you can can make decisions in a timely manner 
for you and people around you, like Cheney, Bush, Rumsfeld, Powell at the time, you feel me, like, always are able to make those decisions. But you have to be where you're supposed to be. So, there's that. Then, like, you have, um, you, you, you have, like, okay, I've gotten to that already. And you have the, the United, United 93 that, uh, that crashed or whatever. And I, I think those people were extremely brave for risking their, for giving their lives to stop that plane from hitting wherever it was going to be the Pentagon. I mean, not Pentagon, but the White House or the Capitol building, which has, you know, been highly speculated or whatever. Because these people understood that we're, we're going to die. You know what I mean? Like, we're, we're, I mean, this is going to, we can either die fighting or we can die, you know, with our, with our, you know, with our tails between our legs. You know what I mean? But, you know, so, um, there was, um, there's that, there's the official report or whatever. An official report that, that states that these people acted alone, you know, there, and, and that the things that didn't make sense are just breakdowns in the system, a system that's literally in place for specifically reasons like this, for national level events like this. The system itself broke down, and it was just, it, it, it was because the system was never properly tested, so they say. Okay, I'll get to that, well, there's that, now I'm going to get to the second part about the quote-unquote conspiracies, okay? Thanks for listening, guys. Okay, so a lot of the conspiracies, conspiracies are out there that state that the, that the government knew about this or either had something to do with it or had full knowledge of it and then just let it happen to garner um uh, to garner support from the american population to to go to war against terrorism which when you actually think about it the war on terrorism itself you feel me like is an all-out war against all countries that harbor terrorism that's not just one country that's whatever country that we think is harboring and, and helping terrorism we can, are gonna go fuck with or whatever. So, and then people sit and think to themselves like, you know, why would the government? It's crazy. The government would never do something like that. They would never. You know, what I mean, like, why would they do that? Go off killing, like, you know, letting thousands of people die just to just to prove, just to push their agenda. Well, the thing is, is that um, that's you know they've already done this. You know, so um, which a lot of people don't understand and don't know that the government has proven. That they will lie and create what are called false flag operations, you know what I mean, to to push our support to do something that we don't want to do. If you need some examples, I can give you a couple. One, the Gulf of Tonkin incident. If you don't know what that is, look up Vietnam War. We were already in Vietnam with peacekeepers and stuff, but we wanted to get major boots on the ground and air support. So Robert S. Robert S. McNamara, S stands for Strange, Robert Strange McNamara, Secretary of Defense at the time, um, he got his joint chiefs of staff together and they came up with an idea to basically lie and say that an American ship in the Gulf of Tonkin outside of, uh, right outside of Vietnam was, uh, was, was being, was, was shot at by a torpedo, you know, was bombed by a torpedo. Uh, Mr. McNamara on his deathbed in 1998 confessed that that never happened, that they lied about that because they wanted to escalate the war in Vietnam. Let me tell you about a little something else, all right? Now, if you know me, you know, if you've seen my, maybe you've seen my Instagram, my Instagram name. People ask me about it all the time. Operation underscore Northwoods. And people are like, what is Operation Northwoods? I'm like, look it up. Operation Northwoods was something that when we were having problems with communism and communism being as close as in Cuba in, in the early 1960s, under the Kennedy administration, 
the Joint Chiefs of Staff for all these gun-ho general guys, you feel me? Old school white America. Old school blow shit up America, you feel me? They asked them to come up with a plan on what we can do to garner support from the American people for us to invade Cuba. I mean, shit, communism used to be across the motherfucking pond. Now it's 90 miles out, out off the coast of fucking Florida. You know what I'm saying? So this plan that never actually got put into place or whatever, it was just an idea, you feel me, of to do to do what are called false flag operations and blame them on the Cuban on the Cuban government or the Cuban army. Thus including not to not to withstand to um bombing buildings in Miami and blaming it on Cuban um um Cuban rebels or or Cuban factions or whatever. There is one in here. It's this is all literally wrote down. I mean, this is all literally in documented. It's documented. You feel me? One included hijacking commercial airplanes and crashing them into skyscrapers in Miami and blaming them on the Cuban people. But the CIA will be the ones doing all this. You feel me? So the government would have what's called what's called plausible deniability, which basically means we don't know what happened. You know what I'm saying? Or whatever. So this presents me another question, right? If you think, if you if you, if you can't even put the thought in your mind that maybe that either they knew about this or something went wrong or whatever, it, it, why would you? I don't see. To me, I don't, I can't not think that when they thought this out forty years before it actually happened, when literally almost to a T, you feel me? This happened. This is Operation Northwoods. In plain view, you know what I'm saying. No matter if the government knew about it or not, but I do, I don't, I do trust that our government will push its own agenda no matter what, and that and up to involving killing us to do it. So, it's um, it's it's difficult for me to 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 just swallow that or whatever, and it's a it's a it's a huge smack in the face to people. The victims' families in 9/11. There's been over 1,300 architects and scientists that literally disprove that the trade centers came down the way they came down without any help. These are people that have that are have no dog in this fight. They're people that are not making money off of this or whatever. Just literal people of academia. You know what I'm saying? Who are like, yo, this can't happen. This makes no sense. Even the guy who, the Asian guy who was an architect of the building, I forget his name, the architect of the two, of the two buildings, you know what I'm saying? He said it doesn't happen. The columns inside the, the column, the building itself, the, both buildings were, were meant to sustain blows from the outside. From the biggest plane that had been made at the time, the 707. Like, it was basically built for that. It was built with columns inside columns inside columns, all around a core, you know, which had elevator shafts and stairwells. This core itself was built this way to stop things from things hitting from when something hits the building from the air. It's, it's supposed to just splinter, you feel me, throughout the fucking building and not reach the core. The core of the building. The core of the building is what basically holds the whole thing together. The structural columns of the building. Look up 9-11 architecture. So, um, but this is like, this is basic architecture when it comes to skyscrapers. They all are built the same way, pretty much. <clears throat> in the core on the inside, keeping the whole building together. So this somehow, what they, what the report says is that both uh, the plane and the, the second tower, the one that was hit lower, you know, um, it was able to made it and hit inside and, and broke two columns loose 
inside the, the core or whatever, which caused structural degradation. Um, <clears throat> that means structural failure. And um, even the, like I said, the, the guy who designed the building said that that was very sketchy. I mean, not to mention you know, people on the ground that are witness eyewitnesses to hearing massive explosions one right after another or whatever uh, at, you know, in all three buildings or whatever. So I think that as Americans, we have to understand the fact that our government is very corrupted at some points and are willing to harm us or kill us to reach their, their, their goals or whatever. But also, you can't be blinded by, oh my God, our government would never do this. Like I've seen, there were people who spoke out about 9/11 who were whitewashed. I saw a guy on um, a guy I think his name is David Flick or something like that. His father was a firefighter and died in 9/11. He was on a Bill O'Reilly show on the O'Reilly Factor, and um, he, yes, um, David Flick, his um, his father actually died in um. And World Trade One, World Trade, the first uh, World Trade Center One, he's one of the firefighters or whatever. And he was on the O'Reilly Factor because he was with these guys. I think it was called the 9/11 Truthers, and he was, you know, speaking out about um, how he didn't believe the narrative. I mean, he didn't believe what the 9/11 report was saying. He didn't believe what the government was saying about the official account of what happened that day. And Bill O'Reilly just went the fuck in on him to the point where he said that. He doesn't think his father would be happy that he's speaking out against 9-11 or against patriotism. And he's like, what the fuck? You know what I mean? Like, how, how can you say that to this, 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 this 20-some-odd-year-old, you know, kid about his father? Like, who you don't, you've never met. You know what I'm saying? Like, or you don't know. But this is, you know, it, that, you know, so I've seen there were so many different people who got whitewashed, you know, uh, public figures who got whitewashed for speaking out about 9-11. Or speaking out against Bush, the Bush administration, like the Dixie Chicks, they were a big one. Like in 2002, they spoke out about Bush, about being ashamed that Bush was from Texas, and they, their careers were done, done. People were burning their fucking uh, CDs in the streets. You know what I'm saying? So it, you know, um, it, it was just weird to, to see like throughout the mid 2000s to the late two, the 2000s. You know what I mean? Like like the first decade of our uh, of you know the 2000s seeing people who just went to complete obscurity as soon as they spoke out about 9/11 people were like oh no they're crazy they're unpatriotic they 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 can't believe they would turn their back on bush and he's been there with us helping us do all this stuff or come on bro like you know what i'm saying like they, I, i'm like this it was to me it was just like i'm like that's fucked up but it, it showed that it showed that if you didn't go along Nobody will listen. And you got big media like Fox News who are like literally pushing, promoting terror. You feel me? You know what I'm saying? That 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 you don't know what the hell you're talking about and you're they just discount what you're saying and they just smear campaign the shit out of you all day. Um very white ring, white right wing uh, um news networks like like um fucking um Fox News are basically fear mongers. You know what I mean? Like they were if you remember, if you were watching Fox News back then, they had a terror scale that was color coordinated, that changed like every two days. And this is not from them getting information from the government about terrorism. It's them coming up with their own conclusions of, wait, we heard this, so we're in orange now, or we're in red now, which is inciting more and more fear. But that's the point. 
that's how you get people to do what you want them to do or to go along with something. You just scare the shit out of them. You know what I'm saying? So people are a lot more obedient when they're afraid. You know what I mean? So there's that. I'm the next segment I'm gonna get to why. Okay? Why? Okay. So with all this stuff, you feel me? The, the first question people ask is why? What the fuck? What's the point? Why would they do this? You know what I'm saying? Like, why? What was the reason? Can you tell me why they do this? Well, first of all, look at the Bush family in itself and the people that ran the Bush administration. From, you know, Dick Cheney, former head of Halliburton, to Bush himself, the family of the oil family, and that has interest in, you know, uh, privately owned interest in other countries, especially in the Middle East when it comes to oil. And on top of that, Bush Jr. wanted to finish what Bush Sr. started. Bush Sr., when uh, Saddam Hussein invaded Kuwait, they pushed Saddam's royal army out, out of Kuwait in a few, in a, in a few, you know, a uh, few months, which is, you know, uh, you know, famously known as Operation Desert Storm. You know what I mean? Or whatever. But they didn't throw Saddam out of power. You know what I mean? So, you know, that was one thing, one reason why they wanted to do that. Two. Two is this. Make no mistake, war is money with, military, with the military-industrial complex. The, our country's never gone more than a 20-year time span without having some sustained war. War makes money. That was, it was, it was proven during, uh, right after World War II. There was a boom in the economy, the big boom. You know what I mean that big boom? But the baby, during the baby boomers, you know what I mean? During the 50s and the, the 50s up to the early 60s was an economic explosion in our country. You know what I'm saying? Which is basically fueled by war. By our country coming together to, to, you know what I mean, to, to make shit and build shit or whatever. So, that's one big reason. Money. If we have wars, the good the, the Department of Defense gets bigger, gets a bigger budget every year. We have bigger, we have private companies like Lockheed Martin, uh, Boeing, um, Smith & Weston. All these companies getting more money to create more shit for destruction. So... When you think about it, when we live in a country that is that's very entwined with corporation and democracy, quote unquote, so to speak, or democracy, I mean, or, or corporations and politics, everybody's winning. Their political agenda is getting pushed forward. Their friends, the big billionaire, com billion dollar companies are still getting more money. Everybody's winning. You know what I'm saying? Except the mil the, 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 um, except the American people. So you have... Um, with the invasion of Afghanistan to go try to take, you know, care of Saddam Hussein, which didn't even have happened until 10 years later. You know what I mean? Or whatever. We did that. Couldn't figure that out. Fuck it. While we're here, we might as well go invade Iraq, too. And there was, and, and, there, and there was, you know, the lies of weapons of mass, weapons of mass destruction that were never found, you know, or whatever. But it was just, it was just, that was nothing but the United States feeling the need to police the world. It's American imperialism. America and Great Britain, we learned this from Great Britain, has always felt like it is our job to police the fucking world. If we don't like what they're doing, we'll just invade them. We got a bigger army than y'all. Fuck it. What are you going to do? Get mad about it? Fuck it. Deal with it. We're here to liberate you, so to speak. So there's that. But there is a there is a um, war. War itself is not meant to be won. War is meant to be sustained. Like Vietnam, the Vietnam War showed us that or whatever. If you look at the economics, look at the numbers behind it. 58,000 Americans are dead over a 10-year time span of just skirmishes and shit like that that didn't mean anything. 
war is supposed to be sustained. Because war makes money. The longer the war, the more money it makes. Simple. Flat out. You know what I'm saying? So, it's that or whatever. That's the whole reason behind it or whatever. Because, like I said, America feels the need to, like, we're going to just, you know... We're gonna, you know, we're gonna just take them over, whatever. But we gotta, but we gotta, but to do that, we gotta convince the American people to go along with it, and that's where the issue is. We don't live in a dictatorship where we can, where somebody like Hitler can just decide, hey, I want to do this, you know what I mean, or whatever. But see, the thing is, Hitler didn't convince people to do anything without scaring them first either. You feel me? Hitler scared the shit out of German people, and they all needed a common enemy, which were Jews and minorities in general. With this, is no different. Muslims became, you know what I'm saying, the enemy, the all-right enemy to America is, you know, is, 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 is Islamic extremists. But even though Islam accounts for a billion people, but less than 1% of them are actually Islamic extremists, you feel me, like, everybody was catching hell. I remember seeing people getting cussed out, swung at, beat on because they were wearing turbans. You know what I'm saying? Like, so when you, were, when you were unite everybody under one umbrella of hate, they will fucking just run with it and not give a shit what's going on which comes to the next thing i'm gonna talk to you about we'll get to that in the next segment so there's one thing right that actually was very interesting that happened in 2002 um when the war on terrorism first got started it was the introduction and passing of the united states patriot act now if you don't know what the patriot act is you feel me it was basically legislation you feel me that was supposed to help us stop terrorism but what it actually did was take away a lot of your civil liberties you know what i mean it took a lot of your rights away but people were okay with this because they're like you know we'll do this for terrorism and yada 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 no no actually you as an american had liberties taken away from you that are better to you than by the constitution you know what i'm saying so um, that was it, it itself in, in just a whole, like when this came out in 2002 and I was reading this proposed legislator at 12 years old, you know what I mean? I'm just like, I don't know. Like, wait, okay. So you mean to tell me because of, if you're labeled a terrorist, which this doesn't mean, think about this. People think when they think terrorist, they think of like a, a Muslim person or an extremist. No, anybody can be labeled a terrorist, i.e. me, you, whoever, if you are a perceived threat to, to the, the 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 motherland or not motherland but the, uh, to lady liberty or whatever you want to call it or whatever if they think you're a threat to the country you'll be labeled a terrorist you know what i'm saying like and with that being said the fact that you're labeled a terrorist that they can't normally do you know what i'm saying because we have a thing called due process in america where they have to you have to be and go to a trial and shit like that and be, you know, uh, be found guilty of something. You have to be, you know, have a right to an attorney. You have the right to be afforded bail and stuff like that. But the USA Patriot Act removed a lot of that if you were labeled a terrorist. <clears throat> so, basically, you feel me, it expanded the abilities of law enforcement to surveil, including by taping domestic and international phones, easing interagency communication to allow federal governments and federal agencies to more effectively use all available resources in counterterrorism efforts and increasing penalties of terrorism crimes and expanded list of activities which will qualify someone to be charged with terrorism you see how broad this is 
how broad this is. You feel me? Literally broad this was. It wasn't even in two. I forgot, but it wasn't even in two thousand two. It didn't take effect in two thousand two, but it was proposed on October twenty sixth, two thousand one. Less than a month and a half after nine eleven. So it, it 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 was just it to me very rushed. You know what I mean? Very rushed, but at the same time a very 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 broad spectrum in what the government can do if you're labeled a terrorist. Like this, Title One. Enhancing domestic security activities against terrorism. Title I of the Patriot Act authorizes measurements, measures to enhance the ability of domestic security services to prevent terrorism. The title established a fund counterterrorist activities and increased funding for the Terrorism Screening Center, which is administrated by the FBI. That's a lot of money to track people, basically. Here's this, Title II, Enhanced Surveillance Procedures. Enhanced surveillance procedures and covers all aspects of surveillance of suspected, suspected terrorists. Those suspected of engaging in computer fraud or abuse and agents of foreign power who are engaged in Kladstein activities. So, again, this could be anybody. You know what I'm saying? Like, literally. So, <clears throat> there's another title, Title Three, which is about the money. You feel me? Because that's a big thing the government gets pissed off about. Somebody has to fund terrorism. Terrorism ain't free. So, you know, if you're labeled with something that could have possibly do with funding, funneling money to, ter to terrorism, or could be perceived as funneling money to terrorism, you can be arrested. Which, again, you know, United States, people who are, people who are, are sworn to protect the United States are, are sworn to protect the United States against all, all, all enemies, foreign and domestic. Don't forget that. And domestic, i.e., me, you, every other American. So, <clears throat> Title IV, removing obstacles to investigate terrorism. Title IV allows the U.S. Attorney General to pay rewards, persuading, or advertisements for assistance to the Department of Defense to combat terrorism and prevent terrorist acts. Among those are over $250,000 may not be may be made or offered without a personal approval by the attorney general or president. And once the award is approved, the attorney general must give written notice to the chairman, the ranked minority members of the committee of appropriations. So basically, they can just hand out money now for terrorist tips without having up to $250,000 that don't have to be cleared by anybody, attorney general or the president. That's weird in itself, but a lot of people don't care about that. You know what I'm saying? Like, a lot of people are like, yeah, well, whatever. I don't give a fuck what they do with their money or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Or whatever. Terrorist criminal law. This alters the definition of terrorism and establishes and redefines rules in which, ter which to deal with it. It is redefined the term domestic terrorism to broadly include mass destruction as well as assassinations or kidnapping as a terrorist activity. The definition also encompasses activities that are, quote unquote, dangerous to human life and that are a violation of the criminal laws of the United States or any state and are intended to immediate and coerce, uh, and coerce a civil <clears throat> coerce a civil population influence the policy, the policy influence the policy of a government by intimidation or coercion or are undertaken to affect the, the affect the conduct of the government by mass destruction assassinations kidnapping while in the jurisdiction of the United States terrorism is also included in definition of racketeering if you, yeah, I, the mob would have been terrorists at this point. Terms include cyber terrorism and a reinfined include protected computer damages, conviction, person, and loss. 
New penalties were created to convict those who who attack mass transit system transportation systems. What else we got here? <clears throat> Improved intelligence. Basically, anybody to shorten that up. Anybody's labeled terrorist can be followed, tracked, taped, all against your your you know without warrants, all without anything. They can just follow you or whatever because you're suspected terrorism. See the Patriot Act. The problem was the Patriot the Patriot Act goes above the the Constitution, and that was the and that was that was a huge problem I see with it. But people were okay with giving up civil liberties if they perceive someone else as being a terrorist, but they don't understand it. You yourself could be labeled a terrorist for a lot of things, and if you are, all those things people bitch about like I'm an American, I got do people have to give me this and do me that or whatever. No, they don't. Not under this. No, they don't. Under the Patriot Act, if you were labeled a terrorist, you could be held without prisoner for years. I mean, you could be held without trial for years. You could be held without an attorney. You could be held from making communication with anybody for fucking years if you're labeled a suspected terrorist. Your whole due process as your rights as American are gone. Your rights as American are suspended under the Patriot Act if you're labeled a terrorist. It's just like it... Okay. Opponents of the of the act been quite have been quite vocal in inserting it that it was it was it was passed opportunistically after 9/11 attacks. You fucking right it was. Believing that that there would be have been little debate. The view of the act is one of the most hurried through the Senate and it will change with little change before it passes. I believe that. That's what I, I was just saying that before. You feel me? It, it was very rushed and it was going to be very little you know what I'm saying? Like, it'd be very little, like, very little op opposition to it. 9-11 is fresh in our minds. They're still showing the towers burning in October of 2001 on TV every fucking day. Hell, at that point, fucking MTV still had a 24-hour feed of 9-11, of, of downtown Manhattan going on. I remember that. So, yeah, it was, yeah, people were like, let's get this done. You know what I mean? So, it, it, it was weird, and, and like, um... It's weird, and like Michael Moore talked about this in Fahrenheit 9/11, and uh, he records Congressman Jim McDermott alleging that no senator had read the bill, and John Coyes Jr., Democrat, Michigan, also saying, "We don't read all the bills. Do you really know what that would entail if we read every bill that we passed?" Congressman Coyes answered his own question, saying that if they did read every bill, it would slow down the legislative process. As a dramatic device, Michael Moore then hired an ice cream uh, ice cream van and drove around D.C. with a loudspeaker reading that reading out the act to puzzled bystanders, including a few senators. That is what I'm talking about right there. Like they're literally saying they didn't fucking read it. That's why I read legislation. It's long. It is long, but it's fucking it it, it it's good to know what's in the fucking law. So, um, like. It's it's so weird. Like I said, it's like um, it just that and of the appropriations committee. The appropriations committee are, are people that are supposed to monitor the money being spent to do the government to do certain things, like the FBI, CIA, DEA, all that stuff or whatever. The FBI was given basically a blank check to violate the communication privacies of countless innocent Americans. It's like you, like anything you could do could be tracked or or, or monitored. By the government, if you're labeled a terrorist, and it's up to them at their discretion, you know what I'm saying? Like if you're a terrorist or not. So I just it to me, that just that that don't sit real to me. But 
people, you know, are okay with that. You know what I'm saying? Because it's like, it, it, you know, it's like, well, this is going to help us combat against terrorism. No, it, it might, but I, I see it doing a lot more harm than good. You can say that now when you're bitching, when you're yelling at somebody, you know, a Muslim down the street. But what happens when this gets pointed on to you, when you get treated like that, when you're in Abu Ghraib, having dogs sicked on you and you're being waterboarded and you were born in fucking Massachusetts, you know what I'm saying? And you're, you know, born bred American. That don't mean shit under the Patriot Act. Odd name, if you ask me, Patriot Act. But, yeah, so, this is my little rant about 9-11 or whatever. I feel like 9-11 shaped us as a country. It changed the narrative about things. But it also showed us that there are a lot of things that work that we just don't know about or understand. And that's just going to be known with any government. But at the same time, there are things that, you know, there's lies and there's blatant, just disrespectful, smack-in-the-face lies. And I really think 9-11 was a blatant smack in the face, like, like you know what I'm saying, lie to the American people, to the, the, the military people who, five or 6,000 of them who that are died during the Iraq-Afghanistan war, the countless hundreds of thousands that are going through PTSD syndrome, symptoms and stuff like that, lost limbs, lost, you know what I mean, like, you know, getting horrible treatment from the VA, the Veterans Affairs Clinic. You know, it, it's it's that I, I think it's a slap to the face to Muslims who live here in America who were treated very unjustly immediately after 9-11 by their own American neighbors. You know what I mean? I, I think it's a complete smack in the face to the three, three, over 3,500 people that were killed that day. I think it was a smack in the face to people who had to watch this on play out on national television every single day for months. And I think it's a it's a slap to the face to our generation that had to grow up with something like that happening. So, I'm a person that speaks out about 9-11 because I speak out about just the simple facts. No conspiracy theories, just facts. You take what the government has already done and you take what they've lied about and you just take basic science and you see that it's hard to, to not see that there's something awry here. So, I'm happy you guys are letting me talk about this. I'm happy you guys are listening. So, it's, just, uh, it's actually been a pleasure. I'm up, definitely open to a lot of discussion about it because it's something that changed my life, too. I mean, actually, what's weird is um, some people, if, you, if you've been friends with me for a while, you may have noticed this, but I actually literally salute the clock at every 9 11 in the morning and evening. Like, off this, the top of my head, as soon as I see it, I think the microwave, I see it, just salute the camera. And salute the, the camera with the microphone. I mean, not microphone, huh? Salute the clock, because it's just like, it's just, there's that some synonymous to me. You know, it just, it just really is. But, um, that's it for tonight, guys. I guess you guys enjoy the rest of your uh, Friday evening. Go out there and have some fun. Enjoy this little cool breeze you got out there. Have a good day. I mean, good night.